Welcome to the Ask Andrew podcast. Real questions from real condo investors. You ask, I answer. Hi, and welcome back to the Ask Andrew podcast. On today's episode, I spoke to Jessica. Jessica's a first-time investor. She's a prospective investor, I should say. She's looking at getting into condo investing. She lives in her parents' house, and so she's been able to save up quite a bit of capital, and she's ready to invest. And this is a very common situation. A lot of people that I talk to, they're um, people in their late 20s, early 30s. They've been saving and saving. In many cases, they've been able to live in their uh, parents' place, so they haven't had to pay rent. So they've been able to save up quite a bit of money, and they're looking to get into the market. So we talked about um, what she should what she should buy, what type of unit is the best type of unit for investment. We talked about um, investing on the east side of, of the city versus the west side of the city, the classic east side, west side debate. And we talked to, talked a lot about investing in Regent Park and what that looks like, one of my favorite neighborhoods for investment. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Jessica. And once again, if you'd like to be a guest on the Ask Andrew podcast, just go to askandrewpodcast.com, click on Ask a Question, and I'd be happy to speak to you next and to answer your questions next on a future episode. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Jessica. Uh, so I'm new to the market. I don't own any properties yet. Um, I was a student and now working uh, just over a year into my job. Um, so I'm finally looking to get a first investment, um, plus or minus uh, to have it as a property that I'll live in. I'm not sure uh, yet if I'll be living there as a primary residence um, because I don't have one yet um, or if I'm just going to use it as uh, as an investment property from the start. Okay. And so are you living at home right now then with your parents kind of thing? Yeah. So my uh, my mom owns a house and she lives elsewhere because um, she remarried. So I'm currently living in her residence, which was empty. Oh, okay. So you got the place yourself. Nice. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I want something of my own because, uh, you know, it's about time. Uh, finally employed and, and making money. So I want to make a first step towards um, getting something uh, for myself, um, mostly for the future, you know, because this house here is it's my mom's, it's for her retirement. Like, I want some investments of my own that I can draw on in, like, in decades to come. That's great. Yeah, that's great that you're looking to get started early. Um, the earlier you get started, the better. That's what my one thing I always tell first-time buyers, and one, one of my only regrets really is uh, just not getting started in real estate earlier, mm-hmm. um, even though it's been very good to me, obviously. Um, so, uh, and so you're sort of debating between if you're going to move into, if you're looking for something for yourself or if you're looking for something just purely investment wise. Yeah, I think at this point, um, I'm, I'm looking at it as an option to move into, like I'm looking for pre-construction. So maybe in a few years time, uh, it might be something that I'd be interested to move into. Uh, Although if, uh, you know, if my life takes another direction, um, you know, if I decide to buy a place with my partner, then maybe we'll be living somewhere else. And uh, at a minimum, I want one place that is my own, uh, my own property, my own finances to have and to keep. So in that case, it might be an investment property. Okay. Are you, if you don't mind me asking, are you paying rent right now or are you... Yeah, I help pay my mom's mortgage right now. Okay, you pay some rent. Is it mm-hmm. sort of below, 
or what the market value is kind of thing? Like, are you getting? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I give her about a thousand. Right? Yeah. yeah, I give her about a thousand a month, which is like right. really undervalued for a house. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, that's great. So you're, you're in a great situation right now. You're living um, very cheaply. You're, you're able to save money, I assume. Um, yeah. And you're, yeah, so you have a, you have a leg up, you have an advantage um, compared to most people, which which is great. It's going to help you um, uh, get something sooner, get something uh, you know bigger, or be able to you know make a larger investment in the market, which is great. Yeah, and um, it's also yeah, a reason I mean, that I can go with um, like a, a pre-construction because I don't need to move like don't right need to move. I can yeah. sit here and, and kind of like plan. Um, yeah. 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 And so that that situation is going to continue for you. Your mom's not planning yep. on selling the house anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a great situation to be in. So yeah, I mean, generally speaking, somebody in your situation, I would definitely say you know, keep doing what you're doing. Um, for people like, if I talk to people all the time who are sort of living at home with their parents for free or for very cheap kind of thing, um, same thing. Like if you're in that, if you if you're at the stage of life where that works for you and you're able to do that and you have that opportunity take advantage of it and, mm-hmm. um, you know, use that time to save as much as you can and to make smart investments. Just a lot of people just rush into buying something that they can't really afford or they end up just barely scraping into something that doesn't really work for their needs. Mm-hmm. Um, or they end up renting and, and paying, you know, most people just end up renting and, and throwing a lot of money, huge exactly. you know, money into, into rent. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, if you were renting market rates, I would say, you know, buy something for yourself to move into and, and yeah. make you get your principal res out of the way and get that process started and get that ball, um, you know, in your cord, so to speak, or, or you know, uh, get that one taken care of before you start talking about investment properties. But because you, um, you're in your situation, it, I think it, it does make sense to look at buying an investment and, like you said, a pre-construction um, makes uh makes a lot of sense because you, you don't need to you know even if you do move into it you're not in any rush to do so so exactly yeah, yeah. i mean every, yeah. everything you said so far makes a lot of sense from, from my perspective so um when it comes to pre-construction what what are your thoughts like what is the what question is on your mind or your specific projects that you want to you're interested in you want to ask about or um, so at this point, I'm looking for a one-bedroom uh, plus den uh, with parking and locker. Um, I have debated about uh, going for a two-bedroom just to have the bigger size, um, although financially, you know, it might be a little bit much um, because, uh, you know, if I do end up wanting to get a place, um, let's say, in a few years with my partner, I might uh, I might want to invest money elsewhere as well. So. I don't want to extend myself too much on the first thing that I invest in. So I, I think a one bedroom with a den, parking and locker is is kind of what I'm looking for. Um, and budget wise, will really depend on the location uh, and I guess what's out there. But it looks like it's probably going to be something like four hundred, five hundred um, that I that I've been seeing. Um, roughly, roughly, how much do you have to invest? For a down payment, I think something around the ballpark of a hundred thousand, um, okay. a little bit more, a little bit less, something like that. Um, okay, great. Yeah. 
Yeah, so with 100,000, you you will have options certainly. Um, you can probably get into a two bedroom, maybe even a three bedroom, depending on the project. Um, but yeah, I mean, based on what you're saying, though, the first my first advice on that would be um, just it, it's helpful to make. I find it's helpful to make that distinction before you get started. Yeah. In your mind, is this going to be purely an investment, or is this going to be something you're going to live in? Because the way you're talking in terms of one plus ten, maybe two bed, you know, you're it's it sounds like I'm kind of reading between the lines, but you're basically it sounds like you're saying based on your you're trying to forecast out your future needs of something you might move into. Yeah, yeah. I think well, I think for myself, you know, a one one plus ten would be fine. Be honest. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the perfect size. Um, so I, that's that's probably what I'd go for. Um, I don't know, like in your opinion, for an investment strategy, what's better to get the one bedroom or or a two bedroom? I'm not sure if there is a difference. If it's better to go for a two bedroom, is it, or if it doesn't yeah. matter either way? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Is when you, you know, if you just mentally make that distinction before you get started in the process. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, you, you think about it, you commit to it as either an investment purely or as something for yourself to move into purely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then everything else becomes much easier. If you mm-hmm. start to try to make the property do both of those things, that's when mm-hmm. I find it, things start to get muddled in your mind and it's mm-hmm. harder to make a decision and you're trying to get a property to do two things at the same time, mm-hmm. which in some cases it, it lines up and those two properties end up you know, a great investment is also something you want to live in. But mm-hmm. in most cases, uh, they're, they're two separate things. Mm-hmm. So if, I mean, it sounds like everything you said so far is that this is really an investment play for you, first and foremost. There's maybe a chance that you might live in it, but... Um, yeah, it's more I, likely to be investment. That's yeah. the most likely scenario. Yeah, with that in mind, I would mm-hmm. uh, I would suggest um, just put basically, a, the, you know, I say put on your investor hat and take off your sort of end user or personal use hat. Um, and sort of, in a sense, you, you don't worry about what you would like or what you might work for you in the future. And just think purely as a, you know, a, a rational, logical sort of investor mind and, and say what would be a good investment. Mm-hmm. Um, what's gonna What's gonna make me money in the long term? Mm-hmm. What type of property? What type of location? What What layout is you know makes the most sense as an investment? Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be much easier for you to make that decision on on which one to buy. Mm-hmm. So with with that being said, you know right away you said one plus ten parking locker. That's sort of um, mm-hmm. and I don't know all the reasons why you, you came to that idea, but that is you know the most common condo unit that sort of exists out there and that's the most uh common thing that people tell me when they when I say what are you looking for mm-hmm. um probably just cuz it, it it's sort of that's what people think of when they think of a condo is mm-hmm. sort of that mm-hmm. one bedroom and a den that's mm-hmm. a locker that's, that's sort of the typical condo anywhere in, in the GTA mm-hmm. but um the reality is that doesn't necessarily mean it's a, it's the best for investment mm-hmm. so what is the best for the, you know skip ahead what is the best property for investment what's the type in the past uh you know two three years ago i would say definitely the smaller units 
are the way to go. So studios and small one bedrooms are are always going to be the best. I would say this is what I would say in the past um, for investment for rental purposes. They're going to give you mm-hmm. the best cash flow. They're going to be easiest to rent out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and those are the ones that you know you, you can't really go wrong with. In the past year or so, has been a major shift in the market. We've seen a surge in demand for two-bedroom units. And I don't know if you've been mm-hmm. listening to my podcast and videos and stuff over, over the past year or so, but mm-hmm. I've been talking a lot and advising people a lot to to look at two bedrooms and three bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a big reason for that is for this new demand that we've seen is because the low-rise housing prices have just gotten so out of control yeah, and, and so unaffordable for people that. There's suddenly this new wave of demand that we've never seen before for mm-hmm. two-bedroom and three-bedroom units. Mm-hmm. At the same time, over the past five years, there hasn't been that many two- and three-bedroom units actually built mm-hmm. and added to the system. Most of the focus has been on the smaller one-bedroom units, studios, from developers. Um, so there's this situation now where, where the two bedrooms and three bedrooms suddenly make a lot of sense for investment, whereas before I would never really say that. So to, uh, so to answer your question, um, you know, it, it depends. It depends on how much you want to invest. I mean, typically, it's up to you, but typically mm-hmm. most first-time investors would tend to be more uh, conservative and a little bit more risk-adverse, which is normal and, and fine. And so Mm -hmm. most people would end up buying, you know, for your first one, most people would end up maybe buying something on the smaller side of things, a studio or a small one bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you might say, well, you know, no, I'm comfortable with spending more and and, uh, two bedroom. I I, I agree with that argument. I think a two bedroom is a good way to go. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can look at that. There's, you know, there's maybe an argument to be made at the current state of the market that it's it's actually the one plus dens. It's the, it's the stuff in the middle mm-hmm. of the market, not the small stuff, not the big stuff. It's maybe the stuff in the middle. You could, you could you know, perhaps make an argument to say that's the, uh, you know, that's maybe the one area you don't want to get into because there is a lot of that product out there um, and there's nothing sort of too distinct about it. Uh, compared to the small stuff, everybody likes the small, cheap stuff. There's always demand for cheap stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then the big stuff, there, as I said, the new demand is sort of there because because of everything that's happened in the in the house price market. Um, so you know, but that all that being said as well, another thing I would say is it, it really depends on the project. So mm-hmm. each project has to be evaluated on its own. So. One plus den might make a lot of sense in in one building because they're great value, great layout. It's a great view compared to the other units, for example. Um, But in another building, maybe one building has, you know, 80% of the building is one plus den. And then you say, well, if you buy one of those units, then, you know, you're going to be competing against a lot of other very similar units in the same building. Mm -hmm. You might want to get something that, you know, just uh, there's fewer of them in the building. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a long answer to say, um, hopefully that there's some value you got out of that uh, long-winded mm-hmm. answer there. But, um, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay, so other like do you have any other questions at this stage of the game? Any other questions about the process um, or about um, specific projects that you? I mean, I I think location in? matters to me to a degree. Um, I want to stick around the downtown area, um, just because I think maybe the prices might hold better there. Um, I used to live in King Street uh, West for a long time. Um, that's it's a nice area. Um, maybe a bit expensive or growing more and more expensive now. A new area that I'm interested in, really interested in, is King East. Um, mm -hmm. So, or at least east, east of Young. Um, I know I've never lived in that area, but I see it sort of growing, and I like it. It's a little bit more quiet. It's, uh, you know, clean, nice, growing. So that was one area that I was interested in upcoming development. Um, I did look at Due East in Regent Park. Um, mm -hmm. And then I, I have been, uh, so you had a thing on Kingly um, in King West as well. Although that one I'm worried a bit about the value really of, of the units there. I'm not, I'm not sure what kind of investment potential that would be, but I get a sense that DVs might be, might be fairly good for investment potential. Um, I don't know. Those were the two projects that I kind of noticed that are, that are upcoming. Yeah, two great projects. Kingly, uh, right in the heart of King West, King and Portland, very hot area, very popular. Like you said, it's not a cheap area. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fairly expensive area now. Mm -hmm. Um, it was up and coming like 10 years ago, but those days yeah. are long gone and now it's, kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. quite expensive now. Whereabouts did you live when you're in King West? Uh, Blue Jays way. Um, I okay. Lived, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, nice. So it, was, it was the icon, um, uh, the Tridel Tridel, building. Yeah. 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 I liked it. I really liked it. Yeah. No, it's, that's a, I mean, that area is even more so than, you know, where Kingley is, even in terms of pricing. Yeah. Um, absolutely great area. Um, but yeah, to Due East. Um, Due East is obviously a, a project that I'm highly recommending to all my investors and, and people who are buying for themselves. I'm a big believer in Regent Park. I've been uh, preaching it and, and selling it and investing there myself um, for uh, eight, what is it now? eight years, going more than eight years, almost nine years. Mm -hmm. um, so big fan of what, what Daniels is doing there. And there's still tremendous upside there. Like the whole east side of downtown, you kind of alluded to, there's, you know, there's a different feel on the east side. There's a different mm -hmm. vibe. Um, I think because I've been in the West for so long. Yeah, that's that's it. Like I, I almost even if I don't live there, I just I'm I wrapped my head around sort of the the growing east and, and I kind of wanted to end up there um when making an investment. So. Yeah. And I think in one of your emails you mentioned to me as well, access to the D V P that's that's a big draw as well for people in Regent Park. Exactly. For people, yeah. For people who have to go north. Yeah. It's really the perfect spot. If you commute north, you're on the DVP from Regent Park in like 30 seconds. seconds, I know. Yeah, it's um, the first turnoff. That's crazy. Like yeah, I went down yeah. to that area and I looked around to see what was there, what was developing. It's, it's pretty nice. They have a nice planned community. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a, you can really feel it now. Like a couple of years ago, I was, uh, you kind of see it a little bit, but it's a little bit tough to envision. But now, you can really get a sense of, of what's happening there, and there's just so many, so many cranes in the air, and so many buildings going up. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much happening there. 
Mm-hmm. But the value is still very, very good. It's basically the best value downtown. Yeah. And you get a yeah. very high quality product there uh, yeah. for much cheaper than anywhere else downtown. And there's tremendous upside. There's, like I said, there's still a, a big chunk of the neighborhood still has yet to be developed. Um, so there, you know, there's there's plenty more upside. Like anybody who's thinking that, oh, it's too late to get in there because we're already eight years into the redevelopment. No, there's still mm-hmm. another still another eight years to go. So yeah, yeah, it's like halfway um, through now. Yeah. 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 So that I think one thing I might I might not like about that I thought it was a bit big. The, the building it looked a little bit large and I don't know I'm not sure what the final architecture will look like but I wasn't wowed by by the sort of designs that I saw in and terms of I, Dewey, the Dewey East uh, building yeah, itself. yeah yeah I don't know but I know for investment it shouldn't matter but it was um I was not like I, I when I looked at Kingley I thought it looked really nice a nice right. neighborhood you know yeah yeah, I know that's fair. I mean, Kingley is uh, a very distinct architecturally designed building. It's got that historic kind of look to it with brick and kind of yeah, New York warehousey windows. It's, it, exactly. it fits in, yeah, it fits in yeah. with King West, right? Yeah, it's got some but it's also, yeah. yeah, it's also going to be, you know, like Much 30% more, more expensive. <laughs> I know, yeah. So, yeah, but... Um, yeah, the the buildings in Regent Park, I would I would I would agree, they're not they're not going to wow you. They're not going to win, you know, international. Uh, you know, they're not going to be on the cover of international design magazines or anything. But um, in terms of the quality, what counts is the quality of the suites and, and the finishes and, and the experience inside the units. I mean, that's mm-hmm. very very good quality, mm-hmm. um, as good or better than anything. You know, you would find elsewhere downtown for much more money. So, yeah, um, yeah. So that's uh, that's that's certainly a valid point, though. Yeah, um, yeah. And Daniels is committed to that area because they're doing all the buildings. So it's not not like you know, like they've got a very firm base there. Um, so I feel like you, you, they've already demonstrated that they can build their buildings and and keep afloat. You know. Exactly. Yeah, you've got a long track record now. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the eighth condo building. Yeah. Um, you can just you can look at all the other buildings and see they're they're still holding up very well. Their yeah, I did. Are, yeah. are reasonable. Yeah. There's, there's no yeah. You know, no uh, management issues or you know they're they're great buildings. And like I said, I own units in, in several of them, so right. I know right. firsthand that everything is is good. Um. Is there anything else yeah. in King uh, East area that you have like up and coming that that you're aware? Of? Not at the moment. No, we we had some good launches there, um, you know, like last year. But there's nothing on the immediate radar screen mm. for King East specifically mm-hmm. um, right now. I would say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if you're thinking East Side, then yeah, Dewey East was certainly bid. It's, it's certainly going to sell out very quickly. That one's going to be launching soon. Kingley mm-hmm. also will will do very well, and it will sell out right away. The big reason sorry. why is it's it's a small building. It's only 130 units, so yeah, yeah. Um, that one is uh, consider it already sold out <laughs> basically because it's so yeah, much. yeah. But um, yeah, so but either of those buildings uh, would be great, and certainly when when the information's available on them both, I'll, I'll of course send send it to you, which should be very soon. Okay. Um, 
uh, and you can take a look at that. But yeah, and, and before that, is there any other? Yeah, do you have any other questions about the process or? Not really. Um, I understand like the payment structure and, you know, 5% here, another 5% after so many days, again, a little bit more and then closing costs and things. So, you know, kind of read around it and have a sense of what it is. Um, Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's great. Well, uh, well, why don't we leave it there for now? It's good to start the conversation with you. And uh, we'll continue talking in the days ahead as these projects come out. And once you actually, you know, have the information for these projects in front of you, it'll be much easier to, you know, we won't be talking theoretically. We'll be talking specifically. You can really mm-hmm. actually, you know, make a decision if you want to move forward on them I, or not. I would say my one concern is I wish there were more options like now that I could have to compare, you know, because, I mean, do I honestly think Kingsley is probably not – gonna happen as given like the small size um the price it will be for the amount of space you get like i I think i'll probably be less likely to go for that um Mm -hmm. due east is more reasonable like i find that more interesting i just wish there was another option that i could sort of say like well here's this and compare it to this you know as a first investment it it would be nice to have like a comparison just to sort of see um that that would be that's why i asked you if there's anything else you're aware of that's coming up in the east um or um you know would i have to jump because i know the the due east is going to come now it's going to come very soon i'm going to i would have to make that decision like right away so yeah yeah um i mean the good thing is you're with any pre-construction purchase you always have a 10-day cooling off period so Mm -hmm. just keep that in the back of your mind like if you do you know you do need to act quickly in this current market you Mm -hmm. need to make decisions quickly but at the same time you, you always have your 10-day cooling-off period to, you know, to sleep on it, to breathe, to, you know, to do any comparisons that you, you sort of want and before you move forward with uh, firming up the purchase. But, um, it, yeah, it's mostly just the, it's a function of the market. Like, if we were having this conversation two years ago, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I would say, you know, here's four or five opportunities available right now, right now, today, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. are, you know, that are good ones that, you know, have their merits and here's what they are and, and mm-hmm. here's the prices and here's the floor plans, one, two, three, four, five, boom. And you can kind of uh, pick one. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just the reality of the market is just projects come out and they are selling out overnight. Um, yeah. So there's just, they you don't have that. It's, uh, it's a very unique uh, situation where, you know, it's been a very busy year. So everything that has come out is, is sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Do you, um, do you ever recommend um, like not pre-construction, like going for places that are already existing? Do you ever invest in those, or do you usually do pre-construction? Um, yeah, it's a great question. So, and I have a video that explains my answer to that question in more detail. I'll send it to you. But basically, the answer is: if you're buying, if you're looking to buy for investment, always go pre-construction. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're looking to buy for yourself, then it depends. Uh, yeah. For sure. There's pros to both, but if you're looking to buy just for investment, I always recommend you go pre-construction. It has yeah. major advantages that you can yeah, uh, I'm that pretty you, you, can, you can take advantage of. So I'll make a note to just send you this little video that explains that in more detail. Um, Have you looked at investments outside the GTA? Like um, you know, Markham is developing or Richmond Hill or Scarborough area. I don't know if uh, 
if that's experiencing the same kind of like stability or or um is similar to like downtown. My yeah, sense I mean, is that it was safer to invest in the downtown area. Um but I, I guess I'll ask the question. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great question and there are a lot more developments coming up outside the downtown core for high rise condos that you know more and more all the time as as the entire GTA is intensifying and, and mm-hmm. land is becoming more and more expensive. Um, you know, high rise living is definitely the future of, you know, southern Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um but that being said, yeah, I would say you're right. Like your sort of gut instinct is is correct that um you know all things being equal you're going to, over the long term, you're going to usually get better appreciation, better demand for rent and for resale um, in the downtown core, you know, for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that you should never invest outside the downtown core. There are opportunities that I've definitely promoted to my investors, you know, especially in the past year outside. But um, if you have the budget, which you obviously do, um, and if you're just, again, looking at it purely from an investment standpoint and, and you're not looking at something to live in, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, it, it, most of the time you're, you're gonna, you're gonna want to be downtown. Um, sort of hard to go wrong if you go downtown versus elsewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I like the, downtown, the, but in one of the areas that is developing, like Regent Park, like the east side of Young. You know, that's, that's sort of where I wanted to aim. Yeah, great. Well, I mean, yeah, all the everything you said so far is definitely pointing towards due east. So I know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah anything uh, I've seen, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to be very pleased when you when you see the the package and everything that comes out in a few days. So now, do you um, select um, certain uh, like models and and things like that, or how uh, how does it work from your end? Like, would you present me with like like all options or some options you think are suited to me? Like, yeah, well, you'll you'll be available to select from all options, but the reality is, when you're buying at the early stage, you do need to be flexible. You do need to have mm-hmm. multiple choices to increase your chances of getting something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you come in, you say, Andrew, I like Dewey East. Uh, there's 300 units in the building. I like this one or that one. You know. Uh, okay, chances are low that I'm going to be able to get you the exact unit where you say, you know what, I like this floor plan uh, on floors, you know, 10 to 25, and I like this okay. floor plan on floors, you know, 8 to 22, whatever it may be. Then, okay, there's a good ch- chunk of units there. So you're going to fill out a worksheet, um, which is your information along with the, the suites that you're interested in mm-hmm. um, is what's going to happen. Uh, and then based on that worksheet, we're going to do our best to match you with a specific unit that's one of your choices. Okay. That being said, I mean, before you make your choices, yes, I would certainly point out and recommend to you, you know, certain floor plans that mm-hmm. I think are the ones to focus on, the ones that would be better for investment versus Perfect. the ones that may not. Yeah, 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 that's kind of what I was hoping, yeah, like sort of an expert opinion on what you think is maybe the better choices. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Great. Perfect. So yeah, I think that answers my question. So I'll um I am interested in Due East. I think that is probably the at at this point the one that I think is most interesting. Um but 
definitely interested in anything else that does come up as well. Awesome. Great. Well, looking forward to uh, talking to you more, Jessica, and looking forward to working with you. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks for calling me. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye for thanks. now. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Andrew Podcast. To get your question answered, just go to askandrewpodcast.com and click Ask a Question.